this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Michael Weiner, Chief Medical Officer of MSU Healthcare. Dr. Weiner, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening right now in healthcare and just really so, so much trends and innovations. And so I'm excited to learn more about what you're doing at MSU Health. But before we dive into the broader questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Michael Weiner, I am a board-certified practicing internal medicine physician. I am proud to have served 30 years in the U.S. Navy as a flight surgeon, as a dive medical officer, and as a uh, space shuttle landing and takeoff physician for NASA. Um, And along the way, I spent some time in corporate America as IBM's lead for healthcare, and uh, recently with a global health and human services company called Maximus. That's amazing. And, and definitely, you know, to have all those experiences folded into one and now be, you know, the chief medical officer at MSU Health, I can imagine, you know, the skills that you learned, um, you know, in the military as well as with IBM Health can bring a unique perspective to what you're doing today. I feel honored to be able to share all that I learned in my last 30 years with the uh, great team at Michigan State. Fantastic. Well, you know, getting right into it, what are some of your top priorities right now? What's top of mind for you and you really feel like you're spending most of your time on? This this year is our relentless pursuit of quality, Um, quality care, quality patient experience, and quality in preparation for value-based care, right? We are we're jumping on with the rest of the company. We've got to get to value-based care. But to get there, we need to understand where we are now, where we need to go, what we cost, and what is being asked of our insurers to us. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. And, you know, starting off with quality is a great place to be. And, and if you can show that and prove that, you know, it makes all the difference in the world. When you're looking at and leading a medical team that's got more information and more data than ever on quality, how do you manage that? What do you really see as being important in that transition of going from just, hey, I'm seeing patients, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best I can on a qualitative aspect, and then getting into, we actually have numbers and information um, that, you know, really show what's going well, and we need to, you know, use them to the best of our ability. Laura, I'm usually a grouper, but for that, I'm going to be a separator. We're going to pull those apart. So on the first side of it is, you know, what do you do with all of the data? And you know, I think what we found quickly as we made a turn towards being a data-driven organization in pursuit, in relentless pursuit of quality is, you know, the data isn't as easy to find as you think it would be, right? We think you just click a button, it comes out of your electronic health record, and there's your data, and, and then just show it to everybody. It's not quite that simple. So there's a little work that needs to be done in curating the data and then presenting the data up in an easy to understand um, format. So th- there's the data and, you know, in our journey right now, you know, there's a the journey with data is we currently are offering up dashboards to our organization, right? 
nothing complex here, just here's the data, here's where we were in the past 90 days, in the past 30 days, and you know, let's get a vibe on that, let's get a feel on that so we can all move forward in pursuit of quality metrics. But really where we want to be is you know, a self-service organization. We want people to press a button on their desktop, know what their data scores are, and ultimately to be able to predict what those data scores will be under their current practice. So you know, we want to get to predictive uh, data as much as anybody else. And you know, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. So we currently have dashboard. Our future is prediction. And then the other part of this discussion is, so how do you improve your data? How do you improve your quality? Excuse me. And the answer is, boy, this is where healthcare really becomes a collaborative team effort. Right. So, you know, we all want to just turn to the doctor, the provider and say, like, you need to do better at at your quality. And, you know, I, I would offer the last 10 years have been it's been it's been a blood fest for the physician. It's been a slug. It's been a slog. It's been a hard decade to be a provider. Right. Just more and more keeps getting thrown on the providers. So our goal is to begin to alleviate some of that suffering that our providers nationwide are facing and you know, causing unprecedented burnout, right? We all thought we had burnout before COVID. COVID, you know, drove many over, over the edge. And you know, we need providers, right? We have an aging population, we have an unhealthy population. So we can't lose that many doctors and nurses along the way, right? So we have to figure out a way co to collaborate to make it a more pleasant experience. So I mentioned earlier, you know, one of our initiatives is, is patient experience. But I want to make sure as a chief medical officer that there is a provider experience that's improved as well. And some of that is just listening to the providers in what is rubbing them wrong. Right. So some of it is I just need some help. Right. So now we put out these new quality programs on them. And you know, the help that we're offering is we have to get case management involved. We have to start to push down things that can be done by someone else other than the provider, right? Let other folks operate at the top of their license. Again, nothing groundbreaking here, just needs to be operationalized in our day-to-day -day, um, settings. So, you know, can a nurse do an annual wellness visit for Medicare? Yes, right, yes. So who's responsible for that, um, that quality data set? The provider, that patient falls under their name, but we can alleviate that responsibility by putting a talented nurse in into that program and allowing them to care for that patient along the along their journey as well. So team effort, um, support and understanding the processes and understanding the data sets that we're asking for or, or that are being asked for and supporting them. I love that. I think it's so helpful, as you mentioned, just keep all of um, those aspects of the teams and healthcare front and center as you're making a transition in any way, shape, or form. Now, when you look at MSU Healthcare, where do you see that organization evolving over the next two to three years? How um, are you looking to the future and where do you see growth coming? So at its core, Michigan State University, our goal is to become the premier place to be seen for healthcare in the state of Michigan, right? Let's just, we'll start with the simple vision. And you know, how will we do that? Well, we will do that with partnerships. We partner with many hospitals around the state. Um, we'll continue to do so. And we will also 
create that through expansion of our own services. We have we are about to go live with our own lab in the state of Michigan. Um, we have started some unique remote telemedicine programs across the state of Michigan. Tele, telemedicine for physical therapy, telemedicine and remote monitoring for blood pressure and for diabetes. So again, I think bringing in technology and you know ensuring that we deliver quality care with a, an incredible experience for our patients of ease and convenience and support and compassion and love will help us become the premier provider of care in the state of Michigan. Love that. Thank you so much for, for going through all those different areas that will make a big difference. And, you know, I know the healthcare delivery is evolving and changing too. So how do you see some different technologies coming in with virtual care, telehealth, remote patient monitoring, you know, what place do they have in your, your overall strategy? So I, you know, I think if one thing has happened from post COVID is people no longer want to wear pants. They don't want to park anymore and they don't have any patients to wait to see a provider. Right. So I think, you know, with virtual care, we can support patients, patients, their, uh, their, their, their interest in not having the three P's in their life. Pants when they go to see their provider, parking, and then the patients to wait for um, a provider. So I think telemedicine is going to be at the core of care. And, you know, the beauty of it, it allows us in, in a small community of East Lansing to reach out to the rest the rest of the state. Got it. And that makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, I, I'm wondering too, before- but I don't want to wear pants when I see patients either. I'd be clear. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Makes life a lot easier no matter what. <laughs> um, before we wrap up our conversation here, I was wondering if you could talk through what is one change you and your team has made that has yielded great results in the last year or two? So I'm going to focus on provider burnout, right? At unprecedented numbers over the last year and over the last three years. So, you know, we got once again, if you're going to be a data-driven organization, what's the data behind that? So just recently, published data was the number one cause of burnout, and it's stayed number one for many years. So, you know, you got to give it a um, the ability to um, stay at the top, and that is the use of the electronic health record. Right. So for for all that we've done and and all that we've mandated with electronic health records, it's still creating great angst among our providers. So we um, with with our clinical community and with a very talented chief medical information officer are working to solve the um, the pain and suffering that comes with an electronic health record. Doesn't matter which electronic health record, just with an electronic health record. And we're doing that through, again, not cutting edge, just back to the basics, optimization of the use of that electronic health record. And that's elbow to elbow, hip to hip, shoulder to shoulder, training on how to use the electronic health record in the most efficient manner. Now, it may be the addition of um, voice recognition, it may be the addition of complex templates um, that you know will, will do all of your documentation with the click of a button, or it may be the use of ambient um, ambient scribes and you know advanced AI to put to put that entire uh, physician patient experience into the record. Right, we're trying all of them. This is more of a shotgun approach on our behalf to get all of these things done. See which ones bring the greatest joy to providers. 
and I'll just, I, I, I always have to say, you know, you think of what goes into becoming a provider in America today, right? It is not a quick six week course, right? It is four years of college, four years of medical school, four years of residency, right? Like that's a good 12 years dedicated to caring for someone else, right? It's really, it's a mission, it's a calling that a human being has for uh, to care for other human beings. And then, you know, we make it an unenjoyable experience for them, right? And we wanna, get, we wanna bring the joy back to the care of our community, right? So for us, it's really the community of um, East Lansing, Lansing and the state of Michigan. So we're gonna keep wedging away um, at the things that are not supporting bringing joy to our providers. We know that in that block of granite, you know, there is an angel to be released of joy for our providers. And we're gonna, we're gonna chip away until we get to that. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Winner, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation. I love your passion for healthcare, healthcare providers, physicians, and the clinical teams. And I look forward to seeing you in person at our annual meeting next April. Um, it'll be great to have you uh, speak there and excited for your session. Thank you, Laura. Look forward to seeing you soon. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.